like by 10. I got you were nightmare. I got a text at 10. I missed it. I was asleep. I was like, so unlike you. I was fast, like, my mouth's probably. But then I woke up at one and then drank water, went back to sleep around three, woke up for work at like eight. So I did sleep. I slept eight hours, but in shifts. Like, you know, sleeping, waking up, sleeping, waking up. How about you? I'm tired. I'm not going front. I'm not going to hold y'all. I'm so tired. Like, work not too was- much. <laughs> not too much. Like, work was on my case, boy. And like, you know, when you think, okay, I've been, I've been at it, I've been at it, okay. I'm now getting a little breathing space. It's going to be at a GGG Teams or, or the email. I'm like, guys. And from I, last week, I feel like I'm a bit behind because yeah. there was one day one of our clients wanted to have this big, like, catch up meeting for the year. And the meeting was two and a half hours. Come Friday, we're going to, ooh, can I get a bit the same? Oh, this as well. Like, and you know, the thing is with these meetings, obviously, everything is necessary, but at the same time, it takes away from the time you have to actually get on with your tasks. Yeah. And then at some point you look at your to-do list and it's just piling up and piling up despite the fact that you've been doing work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that's that was kind of the energy that my day had. And it felt like it was one thing after the other. It was a bit much. Ugh, I don't like tired Leo. Right? I'm so like... Like tired Leo is like, mm, but how was the move? How did the week go? Well, how did the week end off? Actually, actually, looks like I've oh, moved. Oh, look, background, who this? It looks like I've moved in, but like there's still, so there's still stuff there. So that, like there's still, there's still those, uh, those boxes. There's still like, there's still. I'm not hundred percent finished, but for the most part, um, I'm in. Do you feel at home? Ish. Ish, it's still ish. Ish. You know, like those first few days where you feel like a guest. Yeah, when you're like, where am I? Like every morning, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it'll it'll come. I think I'm still in the what's it called? It's not. It's not. It doesn't feel like my reality. I mean, I, I feel like I'm inhabiting someone else's space or whatever so let me give it a few more let's give it a few more days a few more weeks maybe like yeah then it will start to like feel like my own space yeah thank you for checking in oh that's fine what did you get up to this weekend not a damn thing really (laughs) literally i feel like last week was pretty hectic so I'm sure the rest was yeah. I needed, so literally, I was like running up and down with the move, and then the movers, literally, they moved me. Like the movers came, they moved my stuff like within thirty minutes. Like how's so, that for efficiency? Like they came in. Like they were like time is money, mm. and you know what? I'm like I hear, I read it. I hear it. I hear it. They want to go on to the next job. Mm. Like money have you make. Um, so yeah, we did, we did finish up with that. Um, so now it's honestly just me to unpack my shit and 
I don't know how I'm gonna do it with work, with this this weekend, that planned. Sometimes. <laughs> but um, I think if I just do a little a day, I think I've put myself under pressure to like have it and all done and like unpacked and ready. But I think if I give myself the grace to like, okay, you don't have to have it all together like things i'm still gonna move like also i appreciate and i'm still gonna move things i'm not gonna like so that mean you're gonna there's unpacking everything from the boxes and the bags or whatever then there's figuring out the feng shui of the room where do i want this to go where do i like this do i like this testing it out for a day mm, actually no you know so so my problem is i want it to be like instant if uh, i put you there we're done but it's like living in a space is different from setting up a space so like you're gonna realize when I'm sitting at the desk I want this there I want this there um so lots to lots to learn okay well congrats on the move again thank you my boo what about you what's new with you (laughs) why do you look so defeated uh um I'm just here, you know, honestly, I every day just trying to, trying to remind myself it's a bad day or a bad, not a bad life. Not a bad life. But what and I will say about that quote, don't invalidate, like, yes, it's not a good, it's not, huh? yes, it's a bad day, and but not a bad life. But it doesn't make that day any better. That day was bad. Yeah, was that day so was still very much bad. Like, let yourself wallow and think, huh? but don't let it change your outlook on your life and think, oh, my life is terrible. No just had a bad day tomorrow there's a chance tomorrow will be better might not be much better but if every day was to get better by a small fraction at some point you're gonna have a good like you're gonna be in a realm where you're like that's a good day that's true that's very true okay poet okay maya angelou (laughs) yours my I could do this for hours. <laughs> no, whoever made that TikTok actually doesn't respect my Angelou. Like, none of us wanted to laugh, but it was like... Even the people who said Rolling Ray sounds like my Angelou, <laughs> they're dead wrong. Because she, she didn't even do that. She didn't even do anything to respect, to deserve that. The thing is, I couldn't unhear it. Because <laughs> they even, like, did a, a poem so you could clock it. And I'm like, y'all are dead wrong. And y'all know y'all are dead wrong. Y'all know y'all are dead wrong. But yeah, honestly, that's that's that was my weekend. I did nothing. I rested. I slept. There's nothing wrong with nothing. YouTube. And I was trying something different. So I uploaded the video. When it, yeah, it went live today. And I filmed that on Saturday. Yeah. But like, this year, like, I want to try, like, be very intentional about my videos. Like, it may not be every week or, like, it even if I post once every two months, it's just that the actual content itself that I put out, I wanted to feel like, okay, I really worked hard at this or whatever. So as such, I want to like improve the way in which I film and the way in which I edit. So with the video that went live today, yeah, a lot of it was that like trying different angles and doing like those kind of vlogs, the videos where it's like, even though you're doing one task, it's like from different angles and stuff like that. That's basically what I was trying to do. So I quite enjoyed that. But you guys it's actually not for the faint-hearted like I think also it's because I only have like one device 
yeah there's a camera if i had like a vlogging camera here the canon is here so there are many cameras to work with maybe even a phone here you know what i mean well this yeah. was one device i was like okay put it here do 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 okay shift carry on do 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 okay move it here then okay do eh. By the end of the routine that I normally do in like maybe three hours, four hours if I'm stopping in between to check my phone to whatever be lazy, it literally took me like maybe five hours because everything mm. like start, stop, start, stop. Is the angle right? Is the lighting right? But it will pay off. But yeah, off. but it did pay off, you know, so that was nice. Yesterday I had like an LA morning. I filmed another video, but now I'm not I had a late morning oh. and I filmed another video but today when I was looking at the footage I actually don't think I like it so I'm probably just yeah whatever I imagine that happens a lot with content creation that you guys will do something and you think you're gonna love it and then when you look at the footage it's like no I don't, I don't like it actually and it's the worst when it's like stuff like I can only imagine what beauty like YouTubers go through because there have been times I'm watching like I've heard Lisa, yes, I've heard Lisa speak about it before, that like sometimes you film the whole thing and once you're watching it, you're like, no, I don't like this. You go again. And imagine somebody who's like installing a wig from scratch as in you've just bleached the knots, you've dried it, you're installing the wig, you're cutting your lace, you're now styling it, you decide, people, I don't like it. I have to go again. Or same as with a beauty look. Or sometimes you film a whole video, your camera wasn't in focus. It's all pretty hellish. But it's life. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't like the footage. Um, I'll see, to be honest. Sometimes I'm like that. I'm overly like, critical. And then I'll look again and be like, okay, it's not that serious. It's not that bad. In this. You get a grip. I think if you give it a bit, t- a bit of time to marinate. So I think I'll do that. But this week, I am vlogging this week. So when we go for our date, just be prepared. <laughs> I should be like, oh, babe, I'm always camera I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> you gotta stay ready so you don't have to no. get ready. Period. Per. But yeah, that's it. That was literally my weekend. Um, I'm not in the best space mentally, so I'm trying to do like a little goes a long way. Like if there's one or two things that I can do that would cheer me up, I'll do it. And lately, it's been reading and trying to like figure out ways how to improve. YouTube because as much as like I'm not a big YouTuber I still really enjoy like the process of filming and editing videos especially even if the stuff doesn't bang in terms of views I enjoy it so I'm uh, I'm uploaded um so yeah I'm happy that I did something that cheered me up instead of wallowing in bed because sometimes I'll literally just I'll be so pitiful and I'm along in the bed just so just uh, <laughs> <I hate my> life. <laughs> But you know, I I'm not like I've, I'm not opposed to sadness. I used to be not ashamed. I won't say ashamed, but I used to be like of the opinion that when you're sad, you have to say no, wake up, be yeah. fine. Yes. Snap out I of think it. Give yourself a bit of grace and say, you know what? Yes, I am sad. What's making me sad? This, this, this. And what can we do about it? There's nothing we can do about it, or there's something we can do about it. And then go from there. If there's really nothing you can do about it, there's no point being sad about it. Because I mean, yeah, you can be, but it's like. The other option is living your life and knowing, ah, it's it's probably not for me or let's let this thing sort itself out if it's out of my hands. True. But yeah, we live, baby. Um, welcome, I'm, everybody. I'm doing a weekly vlog quickly before you welcome everyone. And I was even saying in the vlog 
that I'm just so proud of us. Like it's episode 12. We've technically been at this for 14 weeks because we had the break after New Year. <laughs> I remember our very first episode flopped. Like, eh! They will never hear that cut. They'll never hear the unreleased edit. But it's basically been 14 weeks and I'm like, you know, we're still going strong. Um, and I think the one thing that I feel like has helped is that it's genuinely something we love that I don't think I'll ever get tired of it. Like I won't get tired about talking about these shows. That could quite literally not be me. There are certain shows, obviously, that I might- That are dreaming. Yeah, they're that dreaming. dreaming and I don't want to keep watching this. But the, 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 in the grand scheme of things, talking about the shows I like to watch will never get old. And also like doing it with your friend, it doesn't feel like it's a chore. It's something I look forward to. Like everyone in my life knows now, if it's Monday, Monday evening after work, and this is booked and busy. And the funny thing about this is we were always going to do this. I was always going to discuss, maybe I wasn't going to like discuss it on a call with you, but I was always going to discuss reality TV. I was going to tweet something, and then Anissa would comment, and then she'd say this, and then I'd say, girl, you tripping. <laughs> but I think by virtue of this, we've now, like, we're more organized. We're now... I'm saying, oh, Anissa, you need to watch this. Like, I'm the one who said we have to do Real Housewives of Miami. Anissa is the one who said we have to do Ladies Who List. So ah. we're, being exposed, we're being exposed to, like, different shows that we otherwise, honestly, I don't know. I don't think, watched. I don't think, I don't know if you would have given Miami a chance. Nope. But now look at you. Yeah. Uh, now look at you. <laughs> we're going to get into it. But continue greeting everybody. Hi, everyone. This is Leo. I'm Nesu. And we are the Reality Check Podcast. Welcome to, as she said, welcome to episode 12. Gang, gang. Hope you guys <laughs> riding with us. You know? Thank you guys for riding so far with us. Honestly, like we said, we love doing this, but also like the support is much, is mucho apreciado. Mucho, mucho. No, for real. It means a lot. No matter what you like, this- retweet, a sign. Is this us speaking Spanish like the Miami Bay? I'm influenced. I'm influenced. Yes. By I, the time I, this season is done. Ay, mommy. Ay, mommy. Hey. Ay, mommy. No. Ay, papi. Oh. Even Alexia. I mean, quickly. When Alexia speaks to me, ay, mama, don't do that. Mama. Mama, it's don't do that. Don't flip it. it. I said, ah. Oh. <laughs> it, it, it releases what you call endorphins. They call that the happy hormone <laughs> like i really enjoy because i think is this us segue we're miami? going into miami let's go let's get it, it. just gives it another feel that it's like you know what this is organic this is how they'd speak to each other if it was just them chilling like it's not like they're putting on you know any type of thing you know what i mean um uh, and it just it, it makes you feel like they're meant to be like I was thinking as I was watching it, I said, it's kind of, one, it's hard to believe they were off air because it's it's a really good franchise. I mean, I don't know about numbers, how they were doing in terms of numbers, but it's a really good franchise. It's a really good place. Like, you don't have anything like it. You know, a lot of these Housewives cities, they, none of them, they're very unique. None of them feel similar or feel like, like even Potomac and Atlanta, you can't compare the two. Like, yes, they are predominantly Black, but they're just different like there's no Portia in Potomac there's no Karen in Atlanta and I think it carries on with Miami it's like yes like you guys get it you guys there's no Alex I will never find it I mean I said Teresa looks like <laughs> Alex the other week and I still see it 
but there's no other people who can do it like Alex, even Marisol, even no matter how you feel about Marisol or how you feel about Adriana, there's no one who could do it like them. And I'm proud of them and I love them, honestly. I agree. I agree. I think, like, like you rightfully said, no two franchises are the same. Even the time you made me watch that um, clip, and I think it was New Jersey, or was it New York? The one with the deadly viral fight where they're at the table and it's... Beverly Hills. That one, iconic. Even as I was watching that scene, I'm like, I've never seen this show. I haven't watched any other scene, but I can already tell from the exchanges, this isn't, like like you said, I can't say, oh, they, oh, this must be the Karen of this franchise. Oh, this must be the Nini. Everyone is so different throughout the different um, um, franchise. And I think that's something that works about Real Housewives. Like you were telling me at the very beginning, which I didn't know, how if it's based off of Desperate Housewives, Again, because, for example, if you take a group of people, right, and say, this is a group of people, and let's say in a different city, there were the same group of people, they still are never going to be the same because it's like people, no two people are the same. And I love that about, about that. Like, you can watch a different franchise and expect to be entertained, but you're going to be entertained in a different way. You can expect to watch a different franchise and you're going to find something else, something different. But Miami... I think they hit a pot of gold. And like you said, it's crazy that they were off air for like 10 years or something. It's brilliant. It's so brilliant. Nothing seems forced. Even when I watch clips of like between season one and three, same thing. And I'm like, what happened? Why was it removed for those 10 years? Um, I wonder what took so long for it to come back. At the beginning, um, when we heard it was come back and you were telling me, oh, we should watch this. And we're joking about how, ah, you know, according to Bravo Twitter, you know, it's the Latinx community, the queers, um, all of that, all of those people who actually were kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing for it to come back, come back. And I'm like, thank God they did not take the foot of the gas because I, you know, when I was watching this episode, I was sat there, you know, the famous quote, are you not entertained? I said, wow, wow. Like, I remember the last, honestly, honestly, the last 20 minutes, my jaw I was like how how like honestly you know like if it had been Potomac if it had been Atlanta not to drag them but like the drama would have been thinking at the end of the episode and then the next episode is where the drama is but it was just like bah, bah, bah. when 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 you look it's it's Lassa versus it's Lassa versus Nicole it's Marisol versus Nicole and I was like hey had it been another franchise Nicole would have cried and then the fight would have stopped. Nicole was like, no. No, no. that's one thing I will say. And I saw somebody tweeting about it. Even Julia said, baby girl held her own. She said, I said what I said and I meant it. What you're telling me, I said, I ain't say that. And what I did say, I took accountability for it. But I said what I said. I changed my mind. We move. And that's one thing I'm always going to respect her for. She didn't do wifidi wifidi. She didn't come and say, hey, sorry, hey, hey. No, she said, baby, I didn't say that. I said this. And when I said this, I even came and told you that I said this, but I changed my mind. I said, no, I salute you. Like you said, any other franchise, the person would have either completely lost their cool. I even wrote it in my notes. I don't know what I would have done. I can't tell you if I would have shouted, if I would have been silenced, if I would have cried. I don't know, but I, I don't think I would have handled it as good as, as she did. She did not back down. And even when they came after her friend on the cast, Lisa, 
she was like, no, Lisa, I said, I didn't know you before. I got to know you. I had my preconceived notions of you that everybody here would have of anybody else. And then I got to know you and change them. Like, if you're going to drag me for what I thought before, fine. But what she's saying, I said about you, I never said that. And then even Lisa. And which is what's unfortunate for Marisol and whoever, they wouldn't have known that obviously by the time it's edited, things are going to go the way that they did. Because that time when Nicole and Lisa were hanging out with their kids, they Mm -hmm. both said the same thing about each other, that I actually never thought that this is how this person is, that I actually never thought that, you know, we would get along this and the third. It's literally all on record. You're not spilling piping tea. Like, baby, I hate it had to be you. We been new. Lisa been new too. So... It didn't do, I think that specific punch didn't hit, but I just think in the midst of everything, because it's not breaking news, breaking news, even if it's false information or it's not new, it was still like, see? She said, what? (laughs) But you could see that it wasn't by chance that there was that interaction with Alexia and Lisa. And then the next time everybody is together, Marisol is coming after Nicole, who they both or both pointed out is friends with Lisa. I'm like, I smell a rat. I smell a rat. And everybody clogged their teeth. I think you t- you tweeted when you said, "Here come Captain Saberhole," and that's. I'm glad problem. you knew who Captain Saberhole. We all knew. We all knew that. Like, <laughs> I remember how we always said, "Hey, Giselle and Robin, Giselle and Robin, I, I, they're getting bumped down." Like I now. Know. At the top, it's still Julianne and Adriana. Those people are bumping creatures. And then after that, it's Alexia and Marisol. And then it's just Alan Robin. But still, they're still in the top three. And remember, like you said last week, Marisol is who we all thought Robin was. She... She will ride out. Even in the preview for next week, when Alexia goes, we've been friends for 20 years. You guys can try to come for us, but nothing is going to happen. Like, you're not going to have me fight this time. We're not going to fight, mama. Nothing is going to change. And I, and you know what? I hear it. I think if I came, I said, even with Jazan Robin, if I came on a show with my friend, who I'm not friends with because of the show, this is my friend that I chose mm-hmm. to be friends with. Mm-hmm. You're not going to, you guys, you guys are going to go to hell trying to stop us being friends. Because at the end of the day, when these cameras stop rolling and everyone else has gone home, I'm still calling my friend. We're still FaceTiming. We're sitting in person and we're going to talk it out properly. Like in the past, before this show, when we had an issue. It's not going to change now that there's, there's cast mates and there's a production crew here and there. Sorry, not happening. The only problem is when the cameras are there, you do look stupid co-signing bullshit, which I think... That's true. Marisol and Alexia end up looking like... Like, yeah... um. Lisa and Lisa and um, Nicole's dynamic I was watching it and you know what I kind of got when Nicole Nicole was when Nicole defended Lisa I got where she was coming from she she put the point better than Lisa herself did but at the end of the day Marisol just looks stupid defending Alexia because it's like are you just defending her because she's your friend would you genuinely agree with this and it seems like blind loyalty more than anything that's true and that's the same thing we've seen with Robin and, and um, Giselle. How many times he said, Robin is, it's not that she's stupid or she's dumb because when it's everybody else, she never fails to point out that you shouldn't have done this, you shouldn't have done this. When it's not Giselle, all of a sudden she's mute. Like, it doesn't make sense. But like you said, because they're actual friends, maybe she feels like, you know, because there are those people who feel like 
I'm not going to call my friend on camera or if my friend does something and be being dragged on the TL, I'm not going to do it on the TL for people to somehow see that, oh, I did hold my friend accountable. I'm going to do it on private. I'm going to do this because why am I trying to come and publicly shame them or embarrass them or whatever? And it makes sense. But like you said, when we're now watching you, you look like a beautiful sometimes because it's like, why? Um, let's actually, I don't know if you wrote your notes as in a, a scene by scene because I normally write as I watch. Um, yeah I did yeah I did I did you did so um I started with Nicole's scene with her dad should we start there um I think I don't know if it was you it was either you or Martina that I was discussing with um about some of these storylines that you end up seeing on Housewives and how personal they are and it just feels a bit like I shouldn't be I shouldn't be privy to this information or watching y'all discuss this or like and the conversation with her dad, I feel like maybe there should have been a pre-conversation where they covered the heavy stuff. And then there was a second conversation. I mean, the first conversation should have been off camera. And then the second conversation is on camera and it's lighter. They've dealt with the big issues that like this thing of her dad wanting more kids. I don't know if that's my business personally, like the, the man, it's the man's sperm. Like he can do with his sperm. He can insert it wherever he so wishes to insert it and leave it to 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 procreate um and I think it's just such a difficult position to navigate for me like to watch um because if you yourself don't have a relationship with your dad or a good relationship with your dad but you want him to have a good relationship with your kid it's 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 like oh I see I see both cases I see why you wouldn't let him have a relationship with the kid but I also see why you would as well because it's like oh no he hasn't done anything to the kid and if it's supervised and if it's healthy and everything why should I have a problem with it like that's their thing it's not got anything to do with me um but I think it's at the same time impractical because I mean I don't know how often she's around because the way she put it she's like oh no when I'm not around he can go meet the kid but it's like how often are you not around that it's like but you have to take a trip out of town and then grandpa comes over or what and also the kid's gonna pick up that I only see this man when certain things happen so I mean I don't see how practical it is in the long run but you know what I think there's no right way for Nicole to navigate this I just wish it wasn't so emotional and you're not seeing her cry and like it's it's heavy it's heavy material it's a bit heavy for housewives but you know it's real at the end of the day it's someone's reality and people are gonna like um resonate with seeing this and resonate with hearing you know this being someone's storyline so I can't knock it but at the same time I feel how I feel and I couldn't agree more I also wrote the fact that it's really really sad and I think obviously it's a reality that maybe people's many people speak on even the the fact that she was addressing that just having Louis Vuitton at two and having financial things and having this isn't what makes a great parent. Like just because you're able to send me to private school and provide all these things, that doesn't mean you were, you know, dad of the year. Um, so I think, like you said, it might be a thing where they do want to maybe show that, you know, this is real life. It's not all cocktails and trips to the Hamptons and all of that shebang. But I also agree that that was very heavy. Like I can't think of a time in housewives when I watched something 
maybe this heavy like I think the most I would say is maybe like Greg unfortunately battling with cancer and we didn't see it like live all as much it was more so like post slash in recovery and making sure that you know it didn't come back and stuff like that maybe Kenya and her mom and that dynamic but it's not like her mom was sat in front of the camera and we're watching Kenya and her mom have any of these conversations. So to see this, like you said, it's the first conversation even. She's saying the last time she saw was Grayson's party. Mind you, it's clear, obviously, that at that party, there wouldn't have been that initial conversation. And now for the first conversation to be had on camera, <clears throat> pardon me. And it's unfortunate because, um, yeah, it was me. You and I were the ones having the conversation about some of these storylines, you know, pertaining to people's families. And this is why I was like, sometimes it gets really sad to watch because it's it's people's actual private business. Like you said, knowing what, you know, Nicole's dad wants to do with sperm or who he wants to have kids with or the fact that it's literally none of our business. And then at the same time, you're also seeing the way it triggers Nicole because I can only try and imagine that Nicole, she's probably thinking, you weren't even a great dad to me and my brother. Now you want to have more kids who you're probably going to pass on this trauma to. Or if you couldn't be good, a good father to us, even us now being grown, how are you going to be a good father to little actual children? Um, so I agree. I think it's quite, it's really heavy. It's, it's super heavy. Um, but I will say, I guess this all ties into what we've been saying that this is a very, very, um, it's a real cost. I feel like when it comes to maybe, and you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong or tell me if you disagree. When it comes to Atlanta and <clears throat> pardon me, Potomac, I feel like typically, like this is just typically not, doesn't apply to everyone, but typically black people, we don't like to come and put out all of our business on front street like even though some of this your business is going to have to be on the show there's a lot that won't be put out there like in great detail so sometimes you even see you know them pushing the directors out that i don't want this on camera or um <clears throat> pardon me certain storylines that just won't be explored in great detail whereas with this cast i feel like anything can happen at the night show and it's 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 literally anything goes, anything can fly, right from Alexia even, I was thinking about it the other day, like, just all of Alexia's storylines, and the things that happened to Alexa, Alexia, and her willingness, um, or her lack of apprehension to discuss it on this show, is wild to me, like, the situation with, unfortunately, her ex-husband, then her son and Todd, then this happened, then the first husband also, who was incarcerated on drugs, like, so, much but i think this is what also makes it really enjoyable all of this was to say it it's heavy sometimes but it does make it enjoyable because you can see that no one is faking or no one is trying to you know give a facade like give you a version of themselves that they think is best suitable for tv it's really these people's real lives even last's conversation on facetime with scotty like that was live oh i'm like hmm okay I don't think we ever would have gotten this much from another franchise. So, yeah. But I think maybe it's what comes with them not being on air for a few years that it's like, we're back. We have to give you guys a show. I mean, obviously, I never watched season one to three. And anyone who watched it, you can correct me I'm wrong if I'm wrong. Um, but, you know, they, they have to come back with a bang and they have to show why they deserve to be back on television. And... I mean, I think I appreciate that it is everyone's like real life because at the end of the day, it's not like, it's not like 
Lhasa is trying to force something. Lhasa genuinely, even before the cameras were up, Lhasa has been trying to divorce this man for years. We have first heard about the divorce at least 2017. At least, like, it's been a while since, like, this divorce was um underway and, like, the future stuff and all that. Um, and, you know, even with Lisa, you can see Lisa's life. Lisa's a princess. Lisa is not trying to act like there's any kind of turmoil that she's under lisa has birkins for every day of the week lisa has kelly's for every day of the week lisa is fine lisa is good like she's good over there so i like that it's not it doesn't feel very contrived it doesn't feel like anyone is trying to put on a show for me it genuinely feels like alexia if i turned on the camera this is gonna be your life herman like you say was secretly gay your dad secretly gay your first husband drug dealer current husband fighting your kids like there's something there's always something going on in her life and it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel you know like you're trying to do this for the cameras whereas I think some franchises sometimes you can look at certain storylines like I think I don't know if I should say this there was a time Cynthia was talking about having a baby with I think she's talking about having a baby with um Mike Hill and I watched I'm like girl girl Go all the way gone like you are not <laughs> you are not trying to have a baby with this man I think it was Pete but there was a point she said she made about a baby huh something about a baby she said something about a child a baby and I'm looking at Cynthia like Cynthia you know you're not about to have another child Cynthia like Noah is in uni you're not trying to give her a sibling like please mamas so 50s, you want to enjoy your 50s, 60s, 70s and not be a mother to a young baby, please. Like, let's not, let's not fool anybody here. So I think it's nice that Miami is one of those franchises where it doesn't feel like anybody's putting a show on for us. Yeah, that's my point about storylines. Um. Yeah, but um, going on to the next thing, I think the next thing would be it was Lhasa. That's the, the, the one I was just referring to, which was having that FaceTime. Um, and like we, we briefly discussed um, on text, I think it was a few days ago when I was telling about the episode. It is nice to see Lhasa start to wake up. I feel like now she's showing up. She's, she's, she's here. I think in the beginning, because now we're, we just watched episode seven. Six wasn't bad, five wasn't as bad, but I think from four between one and four, it was kind of like she was finding her feet, which is understandable because even in this episode, people like Adriana still want to highlight the fact that Lassa wasn't here for so long and now she just wants to come back. And even though no one has said that to Lassa's face, I can somewhat imagine that that it is a thought of hers because it was mentioned, I think, in the first episode when she did that party, the PLT one, which was obviously saying that, you know, I haven't been here for a while. I'm trying to obviously find, you know, gelling with the ladies to see, you know, who to, who I kind of take more to, et cetera, et cetera. So I can imagine that in the beginning, maybe that's what it was. Because obviously as much as to us, it's the difference between episode two and three. You don't know how long filming was in between that time for you to know. It could have been two weeks. It could have been three weeks. It could have been a month or whatever the case may be. And even if it was a week or two weeks, that's enough time to make a difference. So I like that we're now at the point that losses here and this is kind of what like everyone was excited to because at the end of the day me personally i was like there's just no way this babe could have been you know in the kardashian jenner circle for so long and this is all she has to give 
ain't no boy, ain't no way, boy. I I knew. I said, fine. She may not be super dramatic and whatever, and maybe bring the same kind of personality that you may have seen from certain people. But I was like, there's still just no way. She was just like, meh. So it's nice to see her show up. I think it's quite unfortunate the situation, like with her divorce, that. You can see she's actually trying and she's actually like, let's get the ball rolling. And I think in today, well, this week's episode, unlike other ones, you know, she's been saying like, you know, I'm not really in a hurry. Da, 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 da. But with this past episode, it gave me more the vibe that, hey, kind of this man actually is wasting my time. Like he's dulling. Like I'm trying to sell this house. He doesn't even want to talk about it. He doesn't want to hear it. Trying to divide assets. He's not trying to have that conversation. So I feel like it's really shedding more light on the situation. Because I think with misogyny and mainstream media, if you hear something like you said, we initially heard about this breakup situation 2017-ish, 2018-ish. Then the divorce was announced 2018-ish. Like she said, I've been divorcing this man for three years. Typically, I feel like people may be more inclined to paint the perception or the image that oh she must be the one that's not in a hurry to get a divorce or it's Scotty Pippen maybe she's the one who's not trying to but this episode I kind of felt like wow not so much redemption like anyone was saying it to her but I feel like now you actually see that okay it's not just her you know or let me not say just it's seeming like okay there's more to the situation we're getting a little bit more she's also talking more we're seeing a little bit more of her and like her storyline apart from her showing up to someone's point and being like okay <laughs> like there's there's more to the situation um but i'm so happy the one thing that i will say yeah and this is obviously she was the host of this week's trip to the hamptons beautiful house gorgeous house i think i wouldn't have expected her to let me not say a mistake but to host the trip where some people end up having to share rooms. I felt like with our fave Lisa, she went over, everyone was there in your own singular individual room. Now I'm not saying who's the most, you know, up or the most opulent, but is is giving a little budget. And that's the only thing I was like, hmm, interesting that this this would happen. Because I just would have imagined, I, I never would oh, this is going to sound terrible. If someone like Adriana or Julia did that, I'd just kind of be like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) whatever. What do you mean by that? (laughs) You know exactly what I mean. What do you mean? Y'all know exactly what I mean. But I wouldn't have expected that from like a Lisa. Obviously, Lisa could never be her. Um, But let's get into the Hamptons. Jiggy Jiggy, they arrived. Tell me what you think. I want to point out that I think I'm starting to enjoy this COVID. Well, not COVID, but like the fact that COVID is now making domestic trips, like cast trips, a thing. Because the Hamptons, anyone would be happy to go to the Hamptons. Like if you told me, go on holiday to the Hamptons, I would have been like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice. Obviously, yeah, it would be nice if they were international, but it's not like America does not have any place they could go. Obviously, by virtue of them living in Miami, Miami is a place most people would go, but they live there. So there are very few other places where they would, you know, go. go on holiday. And that, but it just showed the Hampton makes sense. Um, and it was like a very nice, like the house was nice. I mean, it obviously wasn't as nice as please, Lisa took me to. <laughs> 
but you know i still enjoyed it nonetheless and um i am excited to see more um i don't know what was in the air when it came to this episode but everybody showed up to work they like they stamped in and they're like i know you guys like to tussle and i like to tussle too like everyone guys listen you need to show up today Huh? I think Lassa was threatened. Personally, I think Lassa was threatened. They ah. said, Lassa, do you want this, do you, do you want this job? You're not serious, yeah. And then she's like, and then they're like, okay, well, you better act like it, mamas, because your ass about to be fired. And she's like, I bet I got you. Say less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she just it put a fire under her and she was she like da 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 dotted you know everybody's asses and I think it was good because to some extent they were like the new girls her and well I don't know if you'd classify I think I'd classify Lassa as a new girl because they didn't really know her her and Lisa the fact that they were the ones not Lisa Nicole the fact that they were the ones who kind of held their own against all the other women they even had a little tussle there the fact that it was them it was good because you can see that Adriana and the old and the veterans really do feel like they own or they run Miami and that everybody should kind of bow down to them and it's like uh you're not about to do that to me um especially and it's weird especially because a lot of the newer girls are nice like Julia is a, like Julia is a sweetheart and I but I don't think they'll do it to anyone who's quote-unquote nice they only do it to someone who seems like they have a lot, a lot of personality or needs to be crushed i.e lisa oh, written by some of the written by i don't think julia poses a threat to any of them so they're like mm, julia's julia she's married julia's whole vibe is more zen calm she's about her farm and adriana and martina that's julia's vibe everybody that, else is that, that's honest like, you know you're wrong you know you're wrong okay, for that. tell me tell me what else julia's about apart from adriana martina and her, her children okay her kids what else her, her farm i mentioned that art maybe tennis no she doesn't like tennis oh. actually. <laughs> the point is i just they're just not threatened by julia and i think that's why they don't maybe act that way towards her the people who act that way yeah adriana is threatened like you can see adriana is very threatened by oh, no, I, like, I don't even know who by she's just threatened period <laughs> Like she's just a threatened person, like bum threatening for whatever reason. Like which is why it ends up giving big loser energy. It's it's real like loser. Oh, honestly. <laughs> no. Um yeah. So they arrive at the Hamptons, right? Yeah. And for me, the first thing that irritated me is Adriana. Like I actually feel like she's unhinged. <laughs> <because> <laughs> You the have to whole, be to be on. You have to be to be on one of these. Like you have to be somewhat, like. But hers, hers, yeah, is is a bit concerning, because she felt like these girls think that they're queen bees, and you know that it's a pecking order. Why do they think that it's always them? And I'm like, Miss Mamas, all you literally have to do is plan your own trip, host your own trip, and you will get first dibs. You get. It's not even first dibs. The fact that you get the master goes without saying. So no, I, one is, no one is even going to question you. No one's going to care. 
And this is the thing, I'm like, this is this is a norm. Like, this is a housewives norm. It's not even a Miami thing. It's housewives, as in Peacock and Bravo. It's a housewives norm. Whoever throws or hosts the trip, they get the master. Even mm. if two people decide to co-host the with Kenya and Candy in Greece, they're going to get the two best rooms. Like, that's just how the cookie crumbles. And I think it was just a little bit, not a little bit, it was very annoying for her to have done everything she did, especially because she put on such a scene like why are you stripping naked and getting into the bathtub like girl you you really don't have to do that much like it's so tacky it's not even funny it's not cute it's not cute it makes Uh, her look childish as in and i just don't even know like was she expecting people to to just laugh or be like okay cool fine like it was it was really really weird to me and then we move on to the weird no, literally, it's getting, it's getting weird. <laughs> you gotta admit, it's, it's getting weird. Um, and then we go to the whole room selection saga and it gets to our baby Lisa. And I felt like really conflicted because first things first, I can, res- I can resonate with, I don't want to share, but obviously if I will, it's not that deep. That's for me, but I can already see the type of person that Lisa is. She doesn't like sharing. That's why when she took everyone to Fina, she made sure every single one has their own room. And that's why I'm like, opulence. We don't do none of that sharing shit over here. <laughs> she said, no. Guys. Not me. Uh, not I, me. As in princess, like you said, she gives real princess vibes. She even offered to sleep on the couch because she said, sharing. Not me, guys. Sharing. Maybe, maybe one of them other broads. But not me. not me. But I do think that at the end of the day, you know, it's an unfortunate situation. Like we've seen it with other franchises and different cost trips. We even said it with Robin and Giselle. Unfortunately, that's Wendy's trip. You're gonna have to do what you have to do. Same as other Atlanta trips. So some people didn't like them. I think the one, the one show was it even the Greece one where Tanya ended up getting one dusty shoebox type bunk bed situation, and she had to firm it. Like it's because not if you aren't hosting, you aren't hosting. You're not hosting. Tell us in your confession about how you think they're broke and broke people should never laugh or how they attack you. But unfortunately, once you're there, you're there. It's not your truth. You kind of have to film it. And I felt like she was kind of coming off a bit like it was giving me the energy that something else was wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like she was really visibly upset, visibly irritated. I get what you mean. Like it, it couldn't have just been that. Alexa even said, okay, mama, but you know, there's nothing else we can do. Next thing it's uh uh-uh, don't don't be snappy with me don't you've do been, that and, and she's like because you've been doing this for a while now and i was like but nothing happened but I like think- in that specific instance nothing has happened but i think if it's been a build-up and it's been a bunch of different things she'll blow up over anything you know what it's gonna happen because same as with nicole i understood what nicole was saying as a sentiment but for that specific day in that moment alexa actually didn't do anything she didn't speak out the side of her neck so that whole situation was a bit like mind-blowing for me to watch and i was like but Lisa, why don't you do that but you're making it hard for me to be on you know, and it goes back to what we're saying you know you don't want invisible loyalty where you're just you know blind loyalty where you're just backing 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 but at the end of the day that person was a little bit like off but i mean it's not enough for it to change my opinion on lisa anyway um, <laughs> See, I, that's still my queen, please. But we then proceed, right, to Nicole coming to Lisa's defense. And I think the same thing happened with Nicole. They showed the scene where obviously Alexa was being kind of bossy in the club and being, you know, Queen Bee esque. 
So like I said, I feel like Nicole's sentiment was very accurate and it does stand that the older or the OGs didn't feel like, <laughs> let me not pull Akira and Robin. I feel like the OGs definitely feel like it's their turf and it's their world and everyone else is just playing in it. Yeah. Um, and it's not nice. I've spoken about it before, how I feel like when it comes to cost dynamics, even Potomac, in the beginning, Karen was, you know, definitely... Oh, I'm up here, but over the seasons, we've seen her. She's still the opulent granddom, but I feel like she's kind of brought herself to a level where she's not trying to look down on her castmates. And I feel like it makes for a better relationship, even amongst one another. The vibe is now generally just different. And I feel like that would make a more enjoyable show, sure. relationship, an enjoyable show. If Alexia and Marisol, for example, didn't behave in that manner, Adriana as well, if you didn't behave in that manner, it would just make it more enjoyable for everybody else involved because at the end of the day, like you said, these new girls are actually really nice girls. There's no one that for now has been really bad vibes that you can be like, I, we don't want you around here. You don't have nothing, like nothing and no one. Um, and I felt like before this whole situation progressed, I heard when they separated Marisol and Alexia Kiki can't say, but this is what happens, you know, that and I were talking about each other. Then I said, see, I need to hear more of the storyline. I literally wrote down, I need to hear more of the storyline because something great is going on. Wait, with what? It's, so this was after like, they were all in that room talking and then basically it ended up being a whole situation about how, oh, Alexia is obviously snappy. Um, she has a lot going on, the wedding venue, this, that and the third. But prior to everybody coming into the room, in fact, I think the first time Lisa was the only one in the room and then they separated initially and mm. Alexia and um, Marisol went off and that's when they were like, when did these two become so buddy-buddy anyway? When did they become so buddy-buddy anyway? But you see, this is what happens. People forget that they were talking shit about others. Now they're friends. And I said, Nicole has a, allegedly, Nicole speak about Lisa. I need to hear this. I need to hear the situation. But I think even in that scene, Marisol annoyed me because I'm like, again, with your Robin D- Dixon ass, Captain Saver who ass, it's not every day, just jump in, jump in, save her. She don't, like, she's a grown woman, she's fine. And at the end of the day, granted, we've always spoken about how, yo, Alexia actually can't catch a break. It doesn't justify the treatment that she is apparently giving these other girls. Like, for example, the situation in the club where she's like, oh, you come sit with me and you're making somebody stand up from when they were sat. Then you're making Nicole take a picture like she's the assistant in the situation or whatever. Like, girl, what? But also, I think... Um, not me forgetting where I was going to go with this. <laughs> it had to do with Marisol... Is it a blind defense? Go continue. I'll come back to it. As much as she's like, you know, um, Alexi's best friend, mm. and at least she's not like a, a cocktail holder, like she's a friend of the show, cool. But at the end of the day, don't do the thing of like, oh, just cut her some slack, cut her some slack. I think in that specific situation, yes. But in general, don't not hold your friend accountable because she has a lot going on in her life. Like everybody else may not have the same amount of things going on, but Nicole, imagine if Nicole came and said, after what they were telling her that night, you guys don't know what I'm dealing with with my dad. Everyone would have been like, 
BS. Like people have problems. The last is going through a divorce. This one has issues with their dad. So I think it's a bit. We un- all have issues. We all have issues. So it's unfair for um, Marisol to come and be like, you guys don't know what's happening. I mean, her venue, this, and now this. Cut her some slack. Cut her some slack. At that point, Marisol said, you want to mess with my bestie? Bet. That's when the little I'm a, ones I'm, came out. I'm a, I'm a fuck up. I'm a fuck up. And the little ones came out. She said, no, not, not, not my best friend. Maybe yours, but not mine. And I think from there, the energy changed because that's when Nicole, she said this one. Nicole, I've got, I've got your number. You've got the right one. You've got the right one. You've got the right one. And I think that is also a little bit problematic because I wrote it down that at the end of the day, even though they now came with these, you know, Nicole, apparently, I mean, Nicole was saying this about you. You guys don't even know. First of all, when they sat at that dinner table, and Alexia, I mean, Marisol said, let's play a game. Who don't you trust at this table? I said, this is this is a lady with a plan. You know that she had something out. to get off her chest. No. And I'm going to get it off. There is something that I got Hey, that's what she came with. And I said, you know, um, the TikTok sign, um, I had a plan. I just need a platform. That was the energy Marisol came with. And then everyone is like, mm. and I actually, Lisa was spot on in that moment. Lisa read the situation. She said, I'm not playing these games. I'm not playing these games because it's going to go left. And Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Because if I now come and say, it's, going to, my it's mind. never going to go the way it should go. So let's just, <laughs> let's leave it. Let's leave it. Kiki Shem, bless her soul. It's like, okay, maybe let's say who you trust the most. Let's make it more positive. Lisa yeah, says, because that no one can feel, no one can feel bad. Like if someone says, "I trust you the most," yeah, I didn't say I don't trust anybody else, but I trust this person. Said, the most. I trust you the most. Um, but again, Lisa was not having it. She was like, "This one, mm-mm. I'm still not playing with you." Then Lassa goes, "Anyway, Marisol, since you wanna start the game, you, start, start us off. Start us off. Let's go." She says, "I bet you want I'll you trust want Bah. And then it's and then obviously everybody is kind of like shook, like, oh, you don't trust Nicole? Oh. Why don't you trust Nicole? I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why in just a minute. Don't worry, boo. But I also do think well, this is my opinion. I do just think Marisol has never taken to Nicole because after Lars's party in her confessional, she was saying she doesn't really like Nicole, she just gets fake vibes from her. <clears throat> pardon me and it also stemmed from the only fans thing because even in that episode the only fans thing was addressed in which was um pertaining to Lassa, where she said that that clip they showed us the scene in the beginning i used to think it was slutty i used to think it was this i went on to the website and saw for myself okay it's not just you know explicit or sexual content you can put anything on there she was one of the only people actually defending saying no that's not the situation that's not the case yeah i too used to think this but i was wrong Again, this is why I say, you remember how it was discussed? If these ladies sat around Atlanta or Potomac even, they would get ate the hell up because as Marisol, you can't present things that somebody has said and openly admitted to and then confessed basically that, but I changed my mind. It's not, there's nothing wrong with somebody changing their mind. And that's just life. Whether you and like it or not. She tries to paint it like it's shit talking. It's not shit talking. It's not shit talking. It wasn't like I was skinnering or whispering behind her back. This is what I thought. I even said to her, babe, kind of this is what I used to think. 
I actually went and researched on myself, saw, and my mind and my opinion changed. Same thing with Lisa. And she even said, the only thing I can say about Lisa, I did say I found her floor slippery. I did. I said I didn't like the floor in our house, so I found it slippery. Okay. The things you're saying, I'm not there. That, that ain't what I say, mamas. They took, I think they were banking on the shock factor from what they were saying to now kind of be like, to now throw her off and make her have, have her like, Feedy, feedy, and then it's like, yeah, she said that shit. But Nicole is a doctor, please. Nicole is too smart and too educated to now come in, you know, fall fall into the trap and not be like, whoa, we're not not too much, not too much. And I also think age dynamics do play a part. I mean, we've seen it even at Potomac that the younger ones tend to be more quick on their feet and more this. I'm not even talking about reading, but in terms of reacting. For example, we've always said Ashley and Candace, even Ashley pre-Dean and Dylan or the other one, she was quick on her feet. She had a sharp mouth. Candace is the same thing. She's still struggling with it now. And I don't think this is different as much as Nicole may not have a sharp mouth. Like you said, you're not going to swindle her. Bambusula. She knows exactly what you're trying to do. And at the end of the day, I also think, I personally don't think she was lying. I think she said, listen, kind of this is what I said. The, pro- the thing that probably shocked her the most is maybe, maybe caught her off guard is the fact that she knew that this was premeditated. She was upset from earlier being called out and she said, okay, got you. And that's why I had an issue with Marisol's whole spectacle. Don't get me wrong. Marisol makes for excellent television. So I need them to- She's like- She must say there. <laughs> She must stay there. But I definitely think in terms of, you know, not having, she doesn't, she, to me, it just came across as you're not really someone who has principle because at the end of the day, pre-Nicole calling you out, you guys didn't have a problem with everyone being friends with this girl who supposedly was talking shit about them. Now you're sat there in your confessional saying, oh, and I'm a good friend and I just need everybody to know who they're friends with. When you went to final last week, you didn't feel to tell everyone let them know who they're friends with. At that point, she had said it all the other times, whether it was Julia's party, whether it was Lars's party, whether it was all these other times and opportunities, you had yeah. to say something, you didn't. It's only coming because it's coming from a place of vengeance. What I'm interested, and I hope that is explored, is what Alexia supposedly, allegedly said about Marisol. That would be some tea. I know, obviously, that's probably when she was talking about how there's like you guys can say that's going to make us fight, blah, 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 blah. But it would be quite interesting to see because for a split second, you actually saw the brief shock on Marisol's face. She didn't, she didn't see that coming. She was... In, flip this. Listen, if it's one thing I will always suggest, flip the script. You talk crazy about me, I'm going to talk crazy about you too. And that's it, guys. That's it. Like, <clears throat> obviously... You guys will come and say, you know, yeah, make sure you have a limit. But sometimes you need to be careful because some people are unhinged like Candace. They're going to say anything as long as you come for them. But I don't think Marisol was expecting that. Like you said, I think she was definitely banking on the shock factor and everyone being like... <gasps> um, and then her being caught totally off guard and with nothing to say. Nothing to say back and not being able to defend herself. Then with Larsa and um lisa because like you said lasa was really riled up this episode and next thing she wanted to now have a little bit of a tussle with lisa and he said lasa now baby don't talk like 
where you're trying to go. Don't do because <laughs> I think I think it 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 tells me that there's a side to Lisa that we haven't seen. There's mean girl Lisa, and I feel like maybe the reunion will come out and I want to see it because the way she's saying she's that girl, you don't want the smoke. You don't. You don't. And yeah, I do think she strikes me as someone who, if you don't, if you don't come for her, she won't come for you. But I think if you push her there, she can take yeah. it. There. She can take it. There. If you wanted her to take a tail, she could do that. Let's go, let's go. But like you said, the fact that most of that dinner scene was like maybe twenty to twenty-five minutes long, which is almost half the episode. I'm like, ah. Oh. Like you said, typically these things would happen maybe in the last 10 minutes and you know it's going to continue to the day. They gave us all the tea. They started the beef, they finished it, then they ended on the, anyway guys, good night, we're going to reconvene. So I said, Peacock, this is why I was telling you two weeks ago, Peacock is my fighter. Bravo needs to catch up because right now, Peacock is the gift that keeps giving. Peacock is winning. They, no, they, 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 they came to play. Weren't you surprised? I thought it was funny when I think someone asked Adriana, Adriana, you don't want to be involved? And she's like, I'm good. For <laughs> once, I, for once, I was on, I was with her. I'm like, yes, we didn't need you this time. But the only thing that irritated me, I think it was Lisa who asked her. And this is why, because Adriana always has something to say. This is why I say, a lot of the time when Adriana does this thing, it's because she doesn't like the person when we were speaking about Gertie. I wouldn't be surprised if now that Gertie's here, she's going to find something to say. Yo, you don't think there's going to be an issue she's with Gertie? She's going to find something to say. And that's why I'm like, she pisses me off so much. Like, if they could actually get rid of Adriana, I would be totally fine. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have a problem. There's 100% going to be an issue with Gertie. Gertie's going to look at her funny or Gertie's going to talk to her crazy. Something. And you're like, girl, let it go. Something. How funny was Kiki with her caca? said can we sort this out i just want a gaga <laughs> i have no words for that comment don't nobody want to hear about her bowel movements why would you say that why you act like that like what you don't see the way you act <laughs> <laughs> no man that was that was a great i think so far favorite episode of the season i was entertained from start to finish like the build-up you could see that there was building 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 and then out of nowhere boom and i love i love when housewives does that and they did it well and i also like when the build-up like is is maintained like it was worth the build-up you know sometimes the build-up to something and it's like okay that was a flop like this is what you're building up to but that one made perfect sense it, mm. it, it listen 10 10 great episode can't wait for the next one i will be i will be presently <laughs> awaiting them to upload the next episode because you this episode was definitely fire but in terms of boring episodes ladies who list <laughs> 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 I want to start off by saying, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, um, I'm a, I'm a woman of integrity, you know, okay. and I'm woman enough to admit when I may have been wrong and somebody okay. else in conversation might have been right. Okay. And I'm, I'm willing to say that Leo was right. About? 
Ladies who list Atlanta. Mm-mm. It ain't it. Where the houses? Where the sales? Where the closures? They called me. Sorry. They called me. They called me a madman. Where's the guys wearing escrow? They literally show you at least selling sunset. This episode, maybe even if we don't, you know, finish it up next episode, you'll see the same person. And now we're signing a contract or they're saying thank you for helping me move something. How many episodes is B. Simone going to be looking for a house? And you know what? Fine. I get what Kira was saying. Kira said at some point, obviously with her business practices, she's not someone who's going to rush just to make a sale. And she wants to make sure her client is is happy, which, you know, I can imagine makes sense, especially if you have a celebrity client. You want to make sure that you do the job right because it was another show that I used to watch. Um, the one I was explaining, I think it's it, Love and Listings. It used to be on VH1. Yeah. Um, and on that show, this one girl was saying as well because they dealt with a lot of celebrities, and she was saying, you know, you really want to do well with the celebrity clan because they basically, in fact, it wasn't even a girl. It was Suge Suge Knight's son, Jacob. He was every like time, every time you has <laughs> mentioned Suge Knight, you all need to have a trigger warning. <laughs> whoa (laughs) but he was saying like when you have celebrity clients or people obviously like celebrity adjacent in these spaces because he basically had to find a property for um a lady who did something like for a record label and they were looking for a property for a video shoot and he did so well that she ended up recommending him to one of the artists that was signed to that label and then that person happened to be soldier boy or safari or something that needed a house for another video. And then they recommended to their friend who actually wanted a house house. So when you have celebrity clients, you obviously want to make sure that rather than focusing on the sale and the money, you've done a really, really good job. Even but if it's taken you longer. Yeah, longer, because you don't know who they might recommend you to. And then it opens like a, a, a whole bag of opportunities. But even with that being said, why are we about to get into like episode four and B. Simone is still looking for an apartment? Four. Mind you, the only houses or the only property you saw in this episode was the second apartment she showed B. Simone that she didn't like. No, we also saw guys um renovated property. I liked I liked the that second. Was gorgeous. Yo. That that was I think gorgeous. my only ca- my only critique of that house would have been maybe it's because I'm used to like houses on land, like in parts like like not um, that would have made more sense to me as a house as opposed to an apartment or a condo. An apartment. Like an apartment, I thought, I don't know. Like, cause I'm thinking fam, you probably have a family, you probably, you know, maybe a family, like you have older kids, maybe you don't have babies, but maybe you have like a 10 year old, like someone who can navigate upstairs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I did think it was a bit strange that it was like that nice and that big and that whatever in the sky, but you know. I get what you mean. Pardon me, perhaps they would market it more so to like people with teenagers or like their kids are in college or something and maybe they mm. want to downsize to something big, but it's also not the same advent of having like a five bedroom house. Because I think even like they were saying in the episode, other like artists or celebrities, sorry, who may come to town for certain things over like an extended period of time, like a fixed period of time, um, something like that would maybe be ideal for them. But um yeah, all in all, those are the only two properties you saw. And then the rest. <laughs> but again, I also wrote down in my notes, I'm like, maybe 
maybe playing devil's advocate here, maybe as the show is called Ladies Who List, you know, it's not selling Sunset, it's not selling Tampa. So maybe with this specific um, show, the aim is to focus specifically on the ladies themselves. If that is genuinely the logic they went with, okay, but also not necessarily what I signed up for. In my head, I thought we'd get a little bit more relatability, but I was still expected to see a lot more of the property aspect as well. And remember in the beginning, we're even excited like, okay, there's a lawyer, there's this person, there's that person, maybe we're gonna see more. Dololo. We're here still tussling about robbing this, this person, this person, that. So yeah, but um, let's get into what actually happened, okay? What are your thoughts on Crystal before I before I pull up and break? I think maybe because I got more of the backstory on Robin and like we discussed Robin at length, or not us, but like the show discussed Robin at length. I kind of I saw a bit more to her side, and like I'm not just like nah, screw her. You know she's rude. She's this. She's this. You know I did see where she was coming from, and that she deserves a bit more grace. I think to some extent she's getting a bit too much, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> um, but I think Crystal also isn't kind to her friend. She could be kinder to her friend. She could take into account her feelings a lot more because if that's your friend, I don't know, I think you saying all this, you triggered, you triggered. It's a bit... I wouldn't do that to my friend personally. At the end of it, we're all triggered now. Honestly, I mean, obviously, I don't understand the dynamic and I never could. But at the end of the day, I don't think if that's someone, your friend and someone you say you love, I don't think it's very smart to behave like that. But that's just my opinion. No, I agree. I personally am of the opinion that I personally feel like she's horrible. Um, and I obviously understand there is some to be given to her because Robin is also quite a nasty piece of work in my opinion. Um, I don't think she's a, she holds herself accountable for anything. Like everything else is always me, me, me and what other people are doing to her. And it's not even to negate like her mental health issues. Like I said last week, that may be valid, but that doesn't give you a justification or an excuse to treat people the way you're treating them. Um, no matter how shitty your life was, you know why you went through and how you went through the things that you went through. That you went through. Yeah. And I think after a certain age, like by the time you get to 21, between 21 and 25, you're a little bit more self-aware. At some point, maybe you've, you know, by the time you're even telling somebody a story about something that happened to you, you already know how it makes you feel. You know it's not okay. We can see by people's you know, reactions around that, oh, you know, that wasn't okay. At some point, it's your responsibility, obviously, if you have the means to do so, to seek help, even if it's not as early as your early 20s, when you finally do get the chance to. I don't personally feel like it should have waited this long because why I will say that is it's a little bit outlandish to have had, unfortunately, the experience that she had with, you know, feeling like, you know, these people are bad to me when I was 16 and pregnant and then paint it as a, it's a woman thing. Like that's, that's alarming that in your head, you've basically, you kind of always, 
maybe not say written off women, but at the back of your mind, you're just expecting someone to do something, be like, ah, it's because you're a woman. You see, women do this all the time. That, that's wild. Like, it's very wild. And I do think she owes it to herself and she owes it to everybody else in her life to at least do something about it. I even wrote down in my notes that I hope yoga is not the only thing she's doing for healing because she said in a confessional, oh yeah, this is my medicine. If it went for yoga, I wouldn't be alive. We need to do a whole lot more than that, mamas. That was proof to me that doing all these yogas, you can do therapy. Honestly, you can even go for therapy. doesn't mean you are any, you know, any, like you could still be bad vibes. Don't get me wrong. 100%. Um, but even going back to Crystal, why I say to me she's horrible like we can still extend grace but like you said at the very least if someone's your friend you take into account their feelings right so she was saying to a therapist she didn't know how bad the situation with robin was or how much she had gone through but if your friend is telling you that they don't like something or you can see from the reaction which is why it irritated me because she was saying to tiana you don't know her. You don't know her. Mind your business. Mind your business. Tiana, that's my best friend. I know her better than you. And yet she's still failing to see that you, by saying that you were triggering her. Like, why did it take, sorry, why did it take her therapist telling her, sometimes in your delivery, you can trigger people and you, you, you make the situation worse just by how you deliver something. Why did it take her therapist saying that? I don't know why. Just looking by your friend's reaction, first of all, it's not a nice thing to do. You're triggered. You're triggered. It's quite condescending. But let's just say for some reason you couldn't see that. Her reaction and her body language should tell you that every time you continue to say this, it's making her more and more riled up to the point of, again, doesn't justify it. She's, she's now physically putting her hands on you. She may not have slapped you. She may not have punched you. It may have been as light as, why is your friend doing that to you? And when someone is not trying to be like, babes, maybe don't say that you now want to lash out and, and, and put it on them. Don't fucking say that. Mind your business. Tiana, mind your business. Like, shut up. Ma'am. And this is why it makes it so difficult for me personally to feel sorry for her or want to be like, okay, we need to extend. Or give her the benefit of the doubt. You know, because this other person who isn't doing anything to is just saying, babes, maybe don't say that. It's triggering her. You're telling her no. I know her better than you. So don't tell me, don't tell me anything. Just sit there and mind your business. Stay out of it. Stay out of it. And also, I found it really nasty that no matter how horrible Robin is, this is supposedly one of your best friends. When she's now stormed off and she's left or whatever, and everyone is telling her, okay, you know, this is triggering her when you tell her. And she's like, well, she's always triggered. Can you imagine your friends, your, your best friend saying that? And these are the people that aren't you guys' friends. She do be triggered though. I mean, she do, but I do think that at the end of the day, there is a way that your friends should speak about and to you. And even when you are in the wrong, um, much like a relationship, even when somebody's in the wrong, you should be able to deliver that or put that across without being rude, without being condescending, and also while still respecting that person. I shouldn't be saying it to a group of strangers that, well, you know, this person, well, they're always triggered. Um, no, that's that's crazy. Even if that person truly is always triggered, it is definitely not my place to say that to a room full of other people, especially because are we forgetting that these people are trying to work together? And they already have a bad opinion of the babe. So like, you're honestly not making things any better for me. That's the one thing I actually did kind of understand when Robin said, at the end of the day, the moment Kiana said, but that time when you wanna da 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 
that point, let's say maybe, um, what's her name? Crystal could have said, because Robin was like, the moment Kiana opened her mouth wanting to obviously address that thing, Robin was like, I would have appreciated or felt like supported by Crystal if she said, Kiana, maybe like not now, you guys can address this a separate time. Because at the end of the day, like Robin actually pointed out, she actually didn't even end up finishing the pitch because chaos basically ensued. And it did start with Kiana. She obviously did mention to Kiana, but like, but at the end of the day, it did start with you. And I also do wish Kiana took a little tiny bit more accountability. She did kind of say, okay, I can, I can accept that, but I don't think she was initially as open to taking accountability for that because let's not forget, her confession was even from before the time and her energy to those other girls at the other open house was like, well, I just want to go and hear it out, but my answer is really no. So you already went there with the intention of, I want to see what she has to say. Then I'm going to put, bring this up and, you know, show her, da, 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 and then I'm still going to say no. So that shouldn't have happened. And I do see why she would have said, Crystal probably should have said something, because at the end of the day, Crystal and Robin are the ones who are best friends, but they actually work together. So even in the grand scheme of things, you want to feel supported by your colleague, more so that's your best friend. And a quick guys maybe not right now let's at least get the pitch sorted and then at a different time people can address their personal issues after she didn't do that um so that's one thing i was like okay i kind of get where rob is coming from but none of this is giving best friend even for her to have said she didn't know the extent to which robin the situation how deep it was but you're supposedly best friend like how but you see that's another fault of these um housewives shows that it's like well this isn't housewives but you know what I mean that like you're telling me these people are friends but something as personal I mean obviously I don't know how deep their friendship goes but something as personal as this you'd expect that she would know or even if she didn't know for sure that she'd know that this babe has triggers that I can't say or I can't say certain things to her because it's gonna send her off the edge so um the fact that she didn't either means they're not that close or maybe she's not observant but either way it's not a good reflection on the show and its premise and what they're trying to see is happening that these two are besties or whatever i agree i i don't know why or how they thought that you know that was going to work even down to crystal i think something she even said in that tussle was like um leave me like I know her better I obviously understand like this is our banter girl that girl is not bantering with you this this <laughs> this went right past the point of banter and thing is even from the last episode where they met up in the park you still can't be saying it's banter because that time when you said the same thing it was an issue why why, why are you not seeing the the pattern and you're here saying oh I'm the one who knows our banter that's so off it's so off. And I think that's why for me, I'm like, mm, I don't know if I can give you grace. But I do also ultimately think that, I don't know if this is a Molly and Issa situation, because you know with Molly and Issa, they were terrible for each other at a point, but you could see that at some points they worked. They were, they were great. And it's just a rough time, you know, lack of communication, sometimes maybe small, small resentment, or you didn't express that you didn't like how this made you feel and you're kind of holding on to that. With these ones, at so far we haven't seen anything that works and so it's just giving off the vibe that you guys are terrible for each other and you have no business being friends yeah that's how i feel about them too 
Um, but I'm, I'm going to give it one personally. I think for me, what I will say is that the show for now is now starting to be draining because it's, it's just going on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Same as with Robin and Kiana sit down. She was still being passive aggressive. She didn't want to take accountability for some things. And I'm just like, is every episode just going to be like, Robin are taking accountability or Crystal did this but then this person did this and then you see a little bit of Kiana and Kira here and then maybe a Tiffany and maybe a Tiana like you know you know who she she reminds me of Portia like I could see the Portia-ness of her I could see how people look at us when we say we stand Portia I think when I was watching Robin because Robin nothing is her fault like she doesn't ever consider I escalated this or I could have removed myself from the situation or I could have ignored her. Nothing. It's just always, you did this to me. You know how I am. You didn't respect my this. You didn't. It's never just a thing of, you know what, guys, I was in a situation and I fucked up and I didn't think of the consequences. And so, you know, I apologize for how I behaved. No apologies. Even in the preview for, um, I think, the next episode, they're enabling her by saying that, Oh, Crystal should have never talked to you that way. Crystal should know better. And it's like, but at what point will this woman ever become accountable for herself and the things that she does? Yes. You're not giving her that opportunity to do that. I agree. Even, um, I was even going to say, like, I understand that for T- Tiffany, sorry, um, because of obviously her struggles with mental health and anxiety and stuff, she also wants to be there for someone. And I also say kudos to her again, it makes the whole Crystal and Robin being friends thing kind of weird because in the moment that like Robin is wrong, Robin is untamed, she's doing a lot, she's saying a lot. But at some point she obviously did mention that, okay, I feel like I was in a bad place mentally, like da 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 fine. Everyone skips right past right past that. Yet the only person who then obviously went to follow up to check and find out was Tiffany. I'm not expecting Kira to find out that's not her friend. I'm not expecting Kiana. I'm not expecting Tiana to call Robin and find out what's going on. But the fact that it wasn't coming from Crystal um, was quite alarming to me. You know, even just that care that, hey, my friend has expressed that she wasn't that great or this makes her feel like this. And it's not Crystal being the one to check on her. It's quite interesting to me. Um, I was like, I was saying kudos to Tiana for doing that, but I also do want her to be mindful. And I hope throughout the rest of the season she is in the fact that yes you want to be there for her because you can see something that you might possibly relate on or whatever but don't also get caught up in blindly defending someone just because you kind of feel sorry for them because you can relate to a terrible situation that they're going through um because at the end of the day yes she does have these issues but it doesn't like you said negate the fact that she treats people like or she talks to people crazy and she doesn't take accountability that doesn't change any of those things or take away from the fact that she's still doing that. The fact that even when she now meets up with Kiana and she's trying to apologize and she's saying, I mean, I was just caught off guard. So, okay, now it explains we were really defensive because you were caught off guard. You weren't expecting it to say that. But even after admitting that, you don't want to take accountability. You think that the apology you gave sufficed. It didn't. It was trash. And you still want to put your foot down and be like, no. And she even said in her confessional, that Kiana needs to reflect on the type of person that she is. If she wanted to tell her that her apology, this, that, and I'm like- What about you, mama? You don't understand that when you're apologizing to someone, you aren't the one who decides 
whether that apology was sufficient or not. It does, that's not your decision to make. Um, and that was alarming to me because I'm like, if you're like this now, what's going to happen in the workspace? Because the same issue we had was selling Tampa with Sherelle, where Sherelle felt like she didn't know anyone in explanation. It's my company if you don't like leave. But at the end of the day, those aren't proper business practices. Like you don't just employ people under certain contracts, wake up one day and say, I'm changing them just a new contract, effective 30 days. If you don't like it, leave. That's just not how things work. And the fact that if you can do this with your personal life, can you imagine when you're now the boss of people or you're the one who owns this brokerage, what's going to happen? It doesn't make sense. And again, I'm happy Kira explained her point further in this episode. Oh, no, no, yeah, in this episode, obviously after everyone else had walked away. Um, and it was to Crystal and Kiana, which I even mentioned last week, I had a feeling this is where she was coming from and she confirmed it. Obviously she tweeted us, you know, shut up girl. But um, <laughs> she then confirmed that it's not about the principle of somebody unfollowing you and, oh, it's a problem, you know, whoa, whoa is me. It's the fact that if there isn't that common level of trust, or I'm trying to understand what might the issue have been that led you to do this, it's a common question. I'm trying to understand where we stand and moving forward, how is it they're going to work in a place of business? You have an issue with people asking that. So... I don't know for that lady, but um, final thoughts, I will say if a better show comes on, I am more than happy to be like, friend, let's let this go, because, boy. I agree. Um, Like, when Funky Deneva said um, watching Candace makes them, um, you know, feel some kind of way about mm-hmm. watching Real Housewives of Potomac, watching Robin on Ladies Who List, it's just like maybe that's why I'm so tired because literally I watched it just before this call. I was like (laughs) like the episode was hard to get into because like the first at least 25 minutes was about Robin but then after that there were other things that were discussed and luckily like my energy kind of picked up as well like you know the houses and stuff I was able to watch that but I just think Robin let me not diagnose anybody or say they need help. <laughs> Robin should see someone about that. Let me say that. I can say that. Yeah. And I agree. I ain't disputing that because I definitely, that's why I even said, I definitely hope that obviously that was then, but like upon reflection, or at some point she's had the aha moment that she needs a lot more than just the yoga. Like there's a lot to impact there. And I think maybe for so long, She's been, you know, sweeping it under the rug, sweeping it under the rug, sweeping it under the rug, which is like, okay, it's all fair and fine, but look at the situation you're in now. And the same issue will always continue, continue to come up. No matter just, who with. Yeah, no matter who with or in what sector of your life, like, she's going to keep having the same issue. So I really do hope um, she addresses that because she is, she's, she's not far from 50. I think she said her kids are 32 and 14 or something. And if she was 16 and she had her first child, that means she's about 48. So to still be... What are you doing the math? What a vibes. <laughs> For you to be this far along and like it's clearly still a, a significant thing in your life. You have no intentions of changing. And I, I almost feel like she's too far gone. Honestly, and, 50. You can't try to change a 50-year-old, please. Dude, and there's, like you said, it's just the way she refuses to see the the fault in her ways but hey ho and so 
<laughs> and so it is. <laughs> and so it is. Aho, is it aho? Aho, it is what it is, and so it is. I think it's and so it is. And so it is. Aho, and so it is. <laughs> that mess of a show. Ciao. I do not miss that. <laughs> I can tell you that much. At all. Um, but that's it for me for ladies who list. I think it's a yeah, it's a short episode this week, guys. Is it though? It's ah. a bit more. It's a bit more than that. Okay. Um so it, it is a short show. It is a short episode this week. I am at that. I am at it though. Euphoria, what are you telling me? Also, guys, quick, quick announcement, all right? So Leo and I were like in quest to find something else to, you know, to replace Porsche's Family Matters. And, you know, we've seen everyone going on and on about Euphoria this, Euphoria that. So I personally had never watched Euphoria. Um, I think with Leo, like they'd started watching it, but like I personally had never seen it. I remember the first, when the first season dropped, I kept seeing Euphoria, Euphoria. Um, and I was just like, I don't have time. What I had seen was like, you know, um, the season finale, um, and it shows Rue um, and there's that whole like song situation. Cause I remember that went viral when everyone was like, oh my gosh, Euphoria last night, she ate, she ate. So I saw the song or the video, like the music video bit, but I still didn't bother to go and watch the show. <laughs> and now season two is out and season three, I mean, episode three just came out the other day. So I was like, um, to Leo, hey bestie, why don't we, you know, just tap into Euphoria since everybody in a mama be talking about it so that's going to be our new watch now to replace Porsche's family matters um i binged and let me tell you something season one was draining guys when i tell you know when leo like tried to warn me i was like it can't be that serious thank you they're probably exaggerating just a little bit just a little bit because you don't need anything yo and i don't know if this is how the episodes are supposed to be but on the streaming site that I used, so they put Rue's episode first and Jules' episode first. I don't know if those episodes are supposed to come at the beginning or the end, like the bonus episodes. Uh, the beginning or the end of what? Of the se- like of the season. So it was season one, then the bonus episodes, then season two. Exactly. So on my streaming site, it gave me the bonus episodes first. So I watched Rue's episode first, then I watched Jules' episode first. So for me... I felt like it gave me so much more context when I got into the show because now a lot of the things I'd already seen, I already knew that these are the dynamics, but it almost looked like, oh, they're basically showing how it happened. But I, there was a point I was online and I realized that, hang on, I think these bonus episodes are supposed to come after. Um, and obviously you just confirmed that. But because I first watched Rue's episode, then I watched Jules' episode, guys, my chest, when I tell you drained, I was like, oh, this is the show that everyone's loving. Like, this one. Are you guys sure? Are you guys sure? No, it was heavy. Heavy. I had to watch, like, two episodes a day and maybe three. Even if I'm watching three, I have to watch, like, YouTube episodes or, like, my wife and kids in between for balance because... <laughs> I don't think I've watched a show that intense in a very long time because I'm not someone who actually watches like a lot of drama when it comes to TV. Like I feel like the shows that I watch that are drama are like scandal. At a point, <laughs> at a point I watched Grey's Anatomy, I stopped. 
at a point I watched How to Get Away with Murder, I stopped. I don't watch your Game of Thrones. I don't watch your Successions. I, like there's so much that I don't watch that for me, this was like, ooh. You're missing out. This was a punch. What am I missing out on? That punch. What am I missing out on? I've heard Succession is excellent though. It's really good. Once you get into it, you just, you can't get enough of it. Give it a try. But um, we'll get into season two next week. So somebody. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, now, this actually was crazy. When we spoke about this last week, you were ahead. You were ahead. Oh, I'm catching a string. <laughs> no, this one is not a string. It's direct. It's yours. The okay. bullet got your name on it, sweetie. What's big, sweetie? <laughs> I don't mind. I'm not gonna rewatch it before next week. So, but maybe I could think about. We could. Oh, do you have your thoughts? We. You know why? When you start watching season two, you realize why season one just feels like it feels like season one. The entire season was to prepare you for. Okay, go. Because when I tell you the first three episodes are so juicy, it's even far less intense. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I'm not. Like, no, I know Maddie. Something Maddie, Cassie, and Nate Ooh. are basically not. Not a tripod. I think love triangle. Love triangle. But even then, it's a love. <sighs> Maddie isn't. I know Maddie isn't aware. Yeah, that's the thing. But it's shaking. No, Leo, you have to. You have to watch. It's definitely far less intense. Like, like you could be in the season. Yeah, like I, you can literally even now. Season, I mean, episode three is out. You can watch two, one, two, three, like easily. Um, there's some moments that are like, Oof, but it's not like intense. It's more like, well, shit and drama. Oh, oh, well, damn, damn. Yeah. Oh, what you mean? What's the name getting beaten up? Nate getting beaten up. When I tell you, Fez said no today, not today. I said. Remember I said, what did you say? Remember when I said, next time I see him, I kill you. Yeah. I bet. Did. And I don't even want to ruin it, Leo. You just have to watch it. Okay, no, say it, say it. I've seen, say it. That's the okay. last spoiler. So, okay. So obviously he beats Thingy up. And Thingy does, Nate doesn't want to say who did it, like to his parents. Hmm. You know the dad who knows he has shit that bad vibes merchant. He's trying to find out, trying to find out, trying to find out. He goes to Cassie's house and he's busy interrogating them and threatening, like, anyway, it's fine. Like, if you don't want to tell me, maybe I should just bring in the police. You know, I'm sure they'll be happy to have this conversation with you. You know, check your phones, this and the third. This idiot, because she's fucking shook and panicking because of the love triangle, she ends up saying, Lex is there, like, are you stupid? Like, why did you say something? She's like, well, what was I supposed to do? Um, besides, first decided I wanted to do that. And for a moment, I think Lexi's like, hmm, because the thing that she has about first beating me up is a bit. Why do you care? That's suspicious. That's, That's weird. Uh, hmm. So, anyway, this girl is in a panic. She's getting shook panicking. At some so point. So, Mad- Maddie's onto them. It's not Maddie, it's Lexi. Maddie, Maddie, Maddie is in fucking La La Land. The bitch ain't got no clue. Lexi's Cassie's just like it. So she's on his uh, bit like, oh, okay. But I think obviously now that in her head, she's done the math that Rafa Nate knows 
this could shake for Fez. She tries to go and warn him. And on the day she tries to go to the corner shop, meets that girl's name. But obviously it's because this, this girl ended up snitching. So he knows who the person did. But then I know Nate got his Nate's dad got his ass beat as well. Yeah, that's coming. But I think obviously he tried to go and shake, shake, shake and threaten, threaten, threaten. And but by a 12-year-old, no less. 10. Ashtray is like 10 or some shit. Leo, you have to watch. Okay. Even all the TikToks, everyone's laughing like, why are we the most afraid of that little fucking damn new 10-year-old? Because the guy is unhinged. <laughs> this, this one TikTok this guy was like, if you so much as breathe at first the wrong way, your life is on the line. It's Fez hot, guys. He's not he's not hot. There's something about the way he carries himself. Even Nate. Like he's Mac Miller adjacent. Even Nate, I've been wondering. Is Nate hot? I think Nate's a little bit hot. Just no small. No small. I even think McKay is good looking. It's just that he's he looks small, like compact. And I can't. It's unfortunate. You know, some act, actors, if you see them in a certain role, Just you can't unsee them. And for me, the first time I ever met him wasn't that new edition um, biopic. biopic. So I'm like, <laughs> I just see it as Ralph. You know? So, yeah. My boy, you need to watch season two now. Like, Okay, my homework assignment, everybody is to think watch by next week please next week we're we're literally getting straight into episode so yeah it'll be four because four comes out on sunday but yeah but that's it for this week's episode guys we hope you had a lovely time with us today i know i did i showed you <laughs> but um be sure to follow us on our socials that is both twitter and instagram and it's the same handle that is reality check pod r-e-a-l-i-t-y-c-h-k-p-o-d please be sure to also use the hashtag it's the exact same as the handle talk to us share with us you know what you think what you thought how you felt any opinions um we're also open to show suggestions i mean as you heard we're not entirely enjoying ladies who list right now <laughs> so if you have any suggestions of anything you guys want us to watch and come and talk to you guys about let us know just shoot us a dm on either one of our platforms if anyone also would like to feature on one of the episodes yeah just dm us let us know tell us what you'd like to talk to us about and you know we could try sort something else and you know have you on with us but that's everything from me thanks for listening guys Bye.